It's the show where the topics are topical, but not typical. This is Atypically Topical with Mindy and Josh. Welcome back to Atypically Topical. Um, Hi. <laughs> I'm here. You always come in like as early as possible. <laughs> like, yeah, well, people need to know I'm here. Or yeah. like, well, why would they listen? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's just Josh Click. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, I'm here with Mindy, of course. Hi. Likes to be heard early. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm Josh. Uh, and we are on episode 14. Yay! Yay! And not on any kind of milestone, but it's still good. Yeah, of course we <laughs> That we've made far. it this far. Yeah. Before we run out of topics. Well, I think we'll be good on topics. It's just like my laziness. <laughs> Have you ever heard that thing where if somebody's not sure of something, their voice gets really high? <laughs> 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 or that they're lying? <laughs> Well, I, my voice gets high whenever I take out, so it's, I, I don't oh, think you, it's yeah. yeah. When you order food? Yeah. <laughs> that makes me laugh a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I don't yeah. think it's a sign or anything. We'll be, we'll be just talking normally, and then you're on the, you're, the phone's ringing, like you're waiting for them, like, hi, I like to, oh, I can't even do a high pitched voice, just do it yourself. No, I'm good. <laughs> hi, I like to order a lemon chicken. <laughs> I feel like I sound like I'm sick, but yeah, it makes me laugh because it's like you go up like several octaves. Yeah. Well, what if they can't hear me? You know, <laughs> because it's so high pitched. <laughs> no, because it's not a high enough pitch. Oh uh, yeah, I guess it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'll we'll go with Let's it. Go with it. <laughs> Anyways, um, yes, this one is actually probably going to be one of my favorite topics we'll have because it's something we always. Do and it's video games. We yeah. we play video games. We watch people play video games. <laughs> We've actually recorded ourselves playing video games and on a YouTube channel that we have since not really uploaded on for about no. a year. It's it didn't work out. Uh, I mean, I like this better. I like both really. I just didn't like the audio setup we had with that. And actually, both because the video wasn't great either. Yeah. Um. But if anybody is interested, uh, the Tipsy Gaming Theater is our channel. We played maybe, like, just Cupheads in this uh, other game. Yeah, but the thing is, like, I suck at video games. <laughs> That's what makes it funny. A lot of it was just me trying to listen to a story that you were telling while dying repeatedly. Yeah, because I felt like I needed to put, like, something, like, talk about something yeah. while you played, so. Yeah, no, it was good. I... I I did enjoy doing it. We just, I think if we ever got like better, a better setup, we could try revisiting it. But for now, we'll do this because it seems to be. It's easier. It's, it's because it's easier. Huh? I don't know. The whole editing part. Well, seems, I don't have to do you that. Don't have to, yeah, all you have to do is sit here and talk. Yeah, and get a story, and that's it. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about video games now. Do you have any in mind when you think of a video game? Like, I feel like Pokemon comes to mind of like your yeah. favorite franchise or. Yeah, I mean, I love Pokemon like since it first came out. Like, I, I remember my neighbor and I, um, we um, we used to play like I had Pokemon Blue and he had Pokemon Red. You know, play at each other's houses and stuff. And that just like I still really liked all the um, the games and I was really into it for a few years and then like when generation like five came along i was like okay well i'm gonna stop it well not stop but it's like <laughs> yeah. less interesting it's not yeah but i'm very excited for the new pokemon game that's coming out oh yeah the eevee and uh 
Yeah. It's like it's like kind of like a remake of the first game. Yeah. Which is like the second remake they've made of the first game. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, why just why not keep I, going back to the well if it's working yeah, for you? Yeah, and I'm for sure going to go buy it. So yeah. <laughs> they good good job. Yeah, November, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like you can like choose Eevee or Pokemon or, or Pikachu and you can change their hair. Like, duh, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They had like where it looked like they had the Dumb and Dumber haircuts. Yeah. And you can ride an Onyx. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to be definitely getting that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mine growing up obviously was Mario, any kind of Mario games. Mm-hmm. I think I've owned more Mario shirts than any other type of clothing. <laughs> <laughs> Still have a couple Mario shirts that I like to wear, some of the old school ones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, like for actual like adult games, um, The Last of Us was my favorite. Like just with the story it had on, it was on the PS4. You know yeah. about that one, like this, like just the graphics and and the story behind it. Um, I didn't like those zombies that exploded. They they were gross. Yeah, and... well, that's why you didn't wanted to avoid them and. And be stealthy and stuff when you could, but sometimes you just had to to fight them. And, like, trust me, if you haven't played The Last of Us, or at least, like, watch the opening, like, on YouTube. Watch the first, like, ten minutes, I think. It's just mostly cinematic. Um, and it's just, like, the beginning of a crazy movie, like, that you would definitely want to watch. And it was, yeah, and it's like, there's a twist already in the very beginning. Um, I don't know if you remember it, but no. Okay, you'll have to watch it again because, yeah, that that one really um, sticks out, and I can't wait for the sequel. Finally, that's gonna be I think next year or something. Um, but yeah, that that one is pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, the kind of well, not the last part, but the first part you said kind of ties in into what my topic is. Oh, the Mario stuff. Yeah. Ah, uh, interesting. Okay, go for it. Take it away. So, it, it was hard to pick one of the other because, you know, Pokemon is one of, my favorite, one of my favorite franchises, and I love Nintendo. I would pay taxes to them and not question it. You would but, pay taxes to yeah, them? Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, they gave me so much entertainment, <laughs> it'd be okay. Um, right. Never heard that phrase, but that's, I like it. Yeah. And... Um, and so I was like, I want to do something about the history. So I'm going to tell you about the history of Mario and Pokemon. They're pretty short, so. Okay, a twofer. Yeah. So let's start with Mario. Okay. So it begins in early in the 1980s with a struggling card company and toy company called Nintendo. So before, I think Nintendo had started in 1889 i believe Mm -hmm. and they were a card company in japan and soon they went to america and it's a whole thing and they um partnered with disney at at one point and they made cards with like disney um characters and stuff like that and they kind of just like realized like you know the card um thing isn't gonna last too Mm -hmm. long so they tried breaking into the next expanding market which is arcade games um so they made a few attempts at making games that were like mixed at best (laughs) and a game called radar scope barely sold at all leaving nintendo with radar scope yeah radar scope okay i don't know what it looks like (laughs) no but it probably wasn't popular (laughs) so um so they needed a new game after that kind of flop uh, trying to look for something new, Nintendo president uh, Hiroshi Yakamuchi 
approach an artist named Shigeru Miyamoto, who, mm-hmm. if you don't know who Shigeru Miyamoto is, who, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, what are you he's doing a genius and he's amazing, and I would pay taxes to him too. You <laughs> <laughs> um, owe a lot of money by the end of these stories. Oh, yeah. And who until then worked for art for Nintendo games. And so he, the president basically asked him to design a game for their like cabinets. So Miyamoto was in a programmer, so he thought of the story before starting working on gameplay. And this is like probably one of the first times it's ever happened mm-hmm. in video game history. So the ultimate result was Donkey Kong, which was released in 1981. And basically the story he thought up was it's like a love triangle between a man, his pet gorilla, and his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, which is strange, but yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. The game, while probably not the first platformer, defined the platformer genre with his main character, Jumpman. Mm, that's so, right. So that's his original name. Yeah. You could move left and right, climb up ladders and jump, move obstacles. Like, you know, the whole still with him. Um, Very clever name. Yeah. It it was like, it became really popular because it was very different from the major video games at the time. Oh, yeah. Just like Galaga and crap. Mm -hmm. So different that um, when the game arrived in Nintendo's America headquarters near Seattle, Washington, the team didn't really like it and um, thought it wouldn't catch on. But, of course, they were wrong. Yeah. And so... Nobody likes change at first. Yeah. So, while Nintendo America was working on distributing the game, the owner of their warehouse headquarters showed up demanding the rent, uh, which was late. And would you, can you guess what the landlord's name was? Mario. Yes. His name was Mario. So, the staff jokingly started calling the character Jumping <laughs> Man Mario, earning him his nickname. And then becoming his actual name. Yeah. Two what? years later, later, Miyamoto, after working on a variety of games, including two Donkey Kong sequels, designed a two-play two play arcade game featuring Mario. The game is set in a myriad of um, pipes beneath New York City, and it's first to feature Mario's brother, Luigi. So uh-huh. it's, yeah, so it's like... Um, Do we know where we got Luigi from? I don't know. No one cares about Luigi. <laughs> I care. Well, I wasn't focusing on him. <laughs> this, is where, this is where he first came up. And it's like, you know, it's that game where, like, you're on the pipes and there's, like, turtles and shit. Yeah, you have yeah. to, like, yeah. So that was um, the game, the next game after the Donkey Kong series. Okay. And then, in 1985, Super Mario Brothers was released mm-hmm. and became a huge hit. Yeah. And so that's, like, a very brief synopsis of how, like, mm-hmm. Mario became so popular. And ever since then, Mario, just his character himself, has appeared in over 200 games. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. So, it's like a little quick summary of how Mario became to be. I didn't know about the landlord thing. That was like a joke. I, I, I feel like I've heard it before, but I, I didn't remember. That's what it was from. Yeah. So, it's funny. Now that guy, like, I wonder, like, who he is and uh, what's he up to. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's that's Mario. So let's go to Pokemon because I I love I love Mario, but Pokemon has like mm-hmm. is very near and dear to my heart. So, in first first started off, this guy named Satoshi Tahiri. Um, when he was a kid, he had a fondness for catching insects and tadpoles near his home in suburban Tokyo. Um, and over time, he decided to try to put the idea of catching creatures into practice. Mm-hmm. Um. And so when he got he was older with help with, with the help with his friend Ken Samori and um and other friends, 
um, they formed Game Freak, which is like the main company behind Pokemon. And, and much later, the design, new, design studio known as Creatures, which is also Pokemon. And so Chijiri discovered the Game Boy and the Game Boy uh, Game Link cable, and it gave him the image of insects traveling along the wire. So Tajiri was also very, also very heavily influenced by Ultraman, which is was which was a fantasy television show, um, where Ultra Seven, the protagonist, used giant monsters contained within small capsules to help him fight. Mm. So these kind of like two ideas came together to his new concept for this game called Capsule Monster Monsters. Okay. So after several failed attempts at pitching the idea to Nintendo. Tajiri's new friend, Shigeru Miyamoto, mm-hmm. pitched it to the company and Nintendo began to fund the project, spending six years developing the games that would become the worldwide sensation that it is and was. Um, but due to trademarking issues, the name Capsule Monsters was changed to Pocket Monsters. Somebody already had Capsule Cap- Monsters? Apparently. Um, <laughs> it's not even a great name. <laughs> Capamon? 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 No. Well, the name Pokemon is like, it's like Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. So what would... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just, it just, just accept the fact that it's Pokemon. Right? Yeah. Um, the first Pokemon games were Pokemon Red and Green versions. That they were, when Green version was only released in Japan. Mm. And they were released for the Game Boy system in Japan in February 27, 1996. Um. And that like kind of fulfilled his dreams, and now people all over the all over the world could catch and train, um, one hundred and fifty one creatures and become a Pokemon man- master. And and as you know, the franchise I feel like was even like greater than the Mario franchise in the sense that like there's like cards, there's games, mm-hmm. there's movies, there's anime, like there's so many Pokemon oh, yeah. things. And a fun fact about them is that although Pikachu is now the mascot of the franchise, essentially, mm-hmm. he wasn't the original one that Pokemon wanted to be the mascot. Clefairy was originally going to be the what? mascot. Really? Yeah. Was but, he too uh, flamboyant? <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. But that changed when um, they started working on the anime. Because at the last minute, minute they switched... Ash's like companion Pokemon from Clefairy to Pikachu, because I guess I guess they wanted to make a to make it more appealing to like more people. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little pink monster like it's really gonna yeah. be for girls, you know. And a little pink like flamboyant like uh, sassy <laughs> monster, not for everyone. Not for everyone. I mean, us, yeah, but not, <laughs> not for everyone. Exactly. And so to this point. There has been 122 Pokemon games, which I love most of them. <laughs> One, 11,000 unique Pokemon cards, 20 Pokemon movies, over 1,000 episodes of the anime, and 802 Pokemon. 802? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. How many generations do you know? Just... I think it's six. Yeah. And the first one was 151. 151. Yeah. So they did a lot on the first... Yeah, but they de- but yeah, it's definitely like multiplied since then. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do the math about how many. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, one hundred and fifty to eight hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's too much math for me. Yeah. It's so. Understandable. 
So, yeah, that's the history, like, the beginnings of those two really popular so franchises. you really, you should just give all your money to Miyamoto. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I should. I feel like... You kind of already have, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, and it's crazy because, like, you, while, like, writing this story, like, I hadn't really thought about, like, how much of an impact Nintendo and Mario and Pokemon had really, like, had a, a, on my life, really. Yeah. And I was like, maybe I one day, one day before I die. And he's crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> one day before I Play die, a sad song. <laughs> I want to go and visit the Nintendo building. Oh yeah. And see what's up over there. In I'm guessing Japan. Yeah, it's, probably, it's in Tokyo. Oh, okay. So that's that's why you always want to go to Tokyo. And the food. <laughs> and everything else that's yeah. cool about it. Yeah. So yeah, that's. It's a brief history. There's, there's a lot more I could play, but oh, I mean, yeah. I don't want to make, make it longer than yeah. it used to be, so. Yeah, it's appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, two of the most successful video game-related franchises ever. Yeah. Maybe the top two. I don't know what else Zelda maybe is, even comes close. Um, Zelda's up there. Yeah. Mario's definitely the biggest. Mario, yeah. And then probably Mario. Pokemon after that. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other franchises would be under Pokemon, but yeah, I mean, I was going to put Zelda into this too, but you don't really like care about Zelda that much. So. <laughs> yeah, that might have yeah made it a little longer anyways. Um, while you were like, I just pulled up Luigi because mm-hmm. there's some of us that actually appreciate Luigi. <laughs> um, they, they say that his name is, uh, well, this is according to uh, a source on Wikipedia. So it's uh, some kind of international arcade museum. Anyways, um, they said his, Name is said to have been inspired by a pizza parlor near Nintendo of America's headquarters in Redmond, Washington, called mm. Mario and Luigi's. And uh, Miyamoto observed that the word uh, Ruigi means similar in the Japanese language, and that Luigi was designed to have the same size, shape, and gameplay of Mario. Originally, I guess, because we all know that he's, like, taller and more slender. Yeah, and he has, like, special powers in certain games. <laughs> yeah. He, like, all of a sudden turns into a torpedo or something on Smash Brothers. Remember Luigi? Oh, his smash move? Yeah. Well, Remember he, he, like, torpedoes himself? Oh, yeah. Forwards. I thought, I thought you were talking about, like, his smash move when he, like, brings out, like, the vacuum. Oh, like, no. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. a, that's his whole other persona. But, yeah, there's uh, a little bit of extra info about Luigi. There you go. All right. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Um, with no segue at all, let's get into questioning Florida. And this one is a doozy, this headline. Is it video um, game related? No, actually, this it's not. Um, but I will get back to video games after this story. This okay. is just our own side little, <laughs> let's laugh at somebody and then get back to the show. Okay. A homeless man reported a dead body by carrying the skull into a Florida pharmacy and using it as a puppet. Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Mindy's crying again. <laughs> So I, I need to ask a question, right? Yeah, I mean, or I'll just read it. Yeah, I'll just read it. Shoppers at a Publix, I guess they have a pharmacy called Publix with an X. Oh, yeah. You've heard of it? Yeah, okay. I've heard of it. They have them in the north, too? Or what? Um, I believe in or some places east, they do. Mostly east. Yeah. In uh, Sebastian, Florida, called, uh, this was in 2015, by the way, so it's not that recent, but uh, called 911 Tuesday afternoon after spotting a homeless man carrying around an actual human skull. 
A witness. Well, maybe he wanted to be like Hamlet and be fancy. You know? <laughs> maybe. Uh, he was a homeless man, though, so I'm not sure how much he knows he... about Shakespeare. Hey, don't... homeless people can be smart. Okay? <laughs> they probably got some education. Don't dumb down homeless people. You're being so insensitive. <laughs> okay. I apologize, homeless people listening. Yeah. Um, you, although... you can tell him to fuck himself if you want. Yeah, although if you're listening, sell your iPod and get some food. <laughs> uh, or sell your phone, I guess. I don't know. Nobody uses an iPod besides me anymore. Um, okay, a witness said he was using it as a puppet. Just straight up. That was the whole quote. <laughs> According to the Indian River County Sheriff's Office, the unidentified homeless man who was living in the woods across the street from the store found the human remains in a secluded area and decided to carry the skull into the public to report the body. Clearly doesn't is not a true crime fan. <laughs> right? That's yeah. not what you're supposed to do. Sheriff's office spokesman um, told the news station he had put the skull on top of a trash can because he wanted to tell somebody to call the sheriff's office. I guess he needed to have, he needed to be using his arms to tell them. I don't know. He just put it down and they obviously spotted him and they called, you know, what is going on. Um, once they, the deputies arrived, the man led them to the body, which from this point hadn't been identified i tried to find some follow-up about it and uh, i couldn't so who knows if they ever identified the headless person yeah i hope they did yeah and i mean this was like uh, about three years ago so let's hope yeah but yeah um very crazy Mm -hmm. and okay let's get back to video games our, our topic and um we'll get into spot the fake Now, there are three video games here. I looked up on Mashable. There is a list of weird video games. And um, I'm just going to read you the titles and you tell me which one I made up. Okay. Okay. And I'm, I I, forgot I need to cover my face. (laughs) I'll just look towards the mic. Yeah, just look straight at your microphone. Okay. You're ready. Yes. (laughs) Don't go under it. All right. Number one. Shaquille O'Neal, Man of Steel. Number okay. two, Playboy, The Mansion. Okay. Number three, Space Giraffe. Number yep. one, Shaquille O'Neal, Man of Steel, Playboy, The Mansion, and Space Giraffe. I'm going to say Shaquille O'Neal is the fake one. Shaquille O'Neal, Man of Steel is the fake one. Yeah. Okay. Let's go into the first real one. Uh, I'll just read the description. This game is meant to walk through the history of Playboy. Yep, I thought, uh, that was a, when you said it, I was like, that one's real, <laughs> for sure. Instead, it all plays like an odd version of The Sims with a, like a Playboy redesign. The goal is to make the magazine, but also to form relationships, in quotes, with the business partners and romantic interests that f- uh, fit in and out of Hugh's life. So I guess you're Hugh, you're Hefner. The only difference, of course, is the amount of nudity. So yeah. that was this description. I wonder if, probably, that's a stupid question. I, I was going to ask if anyone, like, masturbates while playing that game, but <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and this yeah. was, it was on the original Xbox, so I imagine um, not great graphics. No, but Maybe I some. mean, guys will get what, what they can get. Yeah, I mean... I guess pixelated nipples are better than nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know the quote next week. Um, 
According to creators, this is the next description. Mm-hmm. Jeff Minter and Ivan Zorin. Space Giraffe is supposed hey! to be inspired by popular Atari Atari tube shooter Tempest. I'm so good. But to the naked eye, it looks like the Xbox took. <laughs> I can't even talk anymore. You have me so flustered. Damn it! <laughs> Why every week now? I've gotten you. We need to do a tally. <laughs> He's visibly frustrated. I'm visibly upset. I'm more just upset that I can't get through this sentence. Well, after you explain this, I'll tell you why I knew that okay. was a fake. Okay. With a bunch of random colors, high contrast, and shifting gameplay, you have to concentrate hard to make any sense of the situation. There's pulsing lights, rave music, and an occasional mooing sound to indicate you've earned a power-up. But beyond that, I don't know why they have mooing in the Space Giraffe, but um, they say basically beyond that, it seems like just a big seizure. Yeah. And Fine. if you can make it to the end of a level... There is an encouraging message, and in quotes, "Congratulations, you success. A winner is you." Sorry if that was offensive. That's what, <laughs> that's how it's written. But the way you said it, <laughs> it's congratulations. You try to say congratulations without sounding congratulations. <laughs> okay, you don't have to. Yeah. Stuff it in my face. But but speaking of seizures and Pokemon. <laughs> There is an episode of Pokemon that aired in Japan, but not in the United States, because the flashing lights caused some kids in Japan to have seizures. Oh. So I never aired here, but you can watch it still. It's online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're not prone to epilepsy or... Anything. Yeah, don't watch it if you are. Yeah. And uh, this game was on the 360, so it's a little more current, but mm-hmm. probably still looks horrible. Now, tell me why you knew immediately. Well, because... Because it's basketball? No. It's because Man of Steel... Uh-huh. It's Superman, and I don't think Shaquille O'Neal has ever been Superman. He's been a genie, <laughs> but not Superman. Well, what's funny is that I just thought of this name, um, and he is in a movie called Steel, but there is a book that is called Shaquille O'Neal, Man of Steel, and it's on Amazon on sale for $1.20. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a paperback, probably really old. So, um, it is a thing. It's just not a video game. Yeah. So. I win. Good job. Yes. Thank you. Did it again. Next week. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's get down to the main story. And what I looked over is, um, uh, there's a website called thegamer.com and they had 20 completely messed up real life video game stories. Mm. So it's where like something not good. Yeah. Um something based off a video game or related to a video game happened in real life. Like okay. And I just picked 3 out of these because m- many of them were kind of lame, but um <laughs> I actually I found maybe one or two of them on here and then I looked elsewhere for other related ones, but the first one is video game uh video gamer hunts down stabs a man who killed his online Counter-Strike character. Mm. This happened in France, believe it or not, not in Florida or Germany or anything, or, uh, you know, somewhere Southern. <laughs> uh, Julian Barreau, think of it in the French, like E-A-U-X. Barreau. Yeah, no, that's, that's like Spanish. <laughs> I'm sorry. Barreau. Barreau. <laughs> Reportedly spent six months looking for the person who killed his online character in a virtual knife fight, and he eventually found him living only a few miles away in Cambrai, a town two hours north of Paris. 
The 20-year-old, armed with a real-life kitchen knife, went to the man's house and brutally stabbed him in the chest. The victim, identified only as Mikhail, survived the assault after the blade missed his heart by less than an inch. Dang. Yeah. He was arrested within the hour and told uh, the police that he wanted to see his rival wiped out for killing off his character. So it was literally just about that. Was it... You probably don't know, but it was it for, like, money or something? No, it was just pissed off that they killed him in the game. Yeah. Yeah. Because it says he spent six months looking, like, he obviously wouldn't let it go. Maybe they were talk, uh, talking trash to each other or something, but... Um, the overzealous uh, video gamer will spend two years behind bars and receive anger management. And, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's how you know you got an anger problem. Yeah, for real. <laughs> seen people like break controllers like my friend Aaron has broken a controller getting mad <laughs> but um but that's not stabbing someone it's though. not stabbing somebody <laughs> yeah um the judge uh, said quote you are a menace to society I'm frankly terrified of the disproportionate reaction you could have if someone looked at you the wrong way in the street yeah. um yeah I mean he sums it up right there you can't even handle that like um Just you need some help yeah, drink some wine or something. Calm down, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, story number two. Okay. This is from 2008. Mm-hmm. The man who hacked a video game to propose to his girlfriend. Oh, I've seen that video. Do you know which one it is, though? This is 2008. This isn't Mario Maker. But no, I don't, I don't think he did it in Mario Maker. Which game do you remember it? He, like, it was a Mario game, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a different, then. Oh, okay, Different story. Mind. Because, uh, okay, Bernie Peng, mm-hmm. a financial software uh, programmer, spent a month tweaking the game Bejeweled. You know, oh, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. like Candy Crush before Candy Crush or something. Yeah. Uh, so that when his girlfriend, her last name is Lee, L-I, um, reached a certain score, a ring and the proposal popped up on the screen. What? It seems like that's not... I mean, it's romantic and I get it, but like... <laughs> You got well. You gotta be with her like twenty four seven to see if she makes that score. Well, what's funny is okay. I'll, I'll go into the next paragraph in a second. But he did say it, it took him a month to alter the code, but uh, it was on the DS on the Nintendo DS. But that it was well worth the effort. Um, according to uh, the girlfriend, he set a pretty low score. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess she probably kind of sucks at it or something because. Or he didn't want to be waiting around forever. Yeah, it's like a year later. And yeah. He's like up <laughs> she still already. can't get to like 2,000. <laughs> he's watching her every day like, oh my God, will you just... She's like, why do you want me to play so bad? Uh, the game manufacturer eventually heard about the story. And instead of being angry that he hacked into their game, they were so impressed that they offered to pay for part of the wedding. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I think uh, what I read is that they flew them to Seattle where their headquarters is, like Mm -hmm. as part of their honeymoon. Mm -hmm. So um, that's pretty, yeah. I mean, mean, hopefully didn't encourage others to do that. I don't feel like they're going to do it either way, but I mean, it's not like they're hacking it to like mess up the game or anything. It's just to like propose and lovely things. Would you want to be proposed to in, like, a Pokemon game? Uh, sure. <laughs> I wouldn't mind it. Okay, sorry, I'm not a software programmer, so... <laughs> Just hypothetically, maybe a little Clefairy comes out and <laughs> pulls out a ring. It's <laughs> a ring and a little Pokeball. I've seen those. <laughs> or, like, what's a Pokemon that uses, like, a stone? 
You know, you have to evolve Clefairy, one. Clefairy, Eevee. So Clefairy does, oh, dude, key, you could try to give me a stone and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I got a stone for you. But I don't know if he talks. Does he talk English? Do they just say Clefairy? They all just say Clefairy. <laughs> the just... only one that talks is Meowth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And he sounds like some kind of, like, New York gangster, like. Yeah. I, I can't even, like, <laughs> try to pretend. The wise guy voice. Ah, uh, man. I, I, I can't even try to, like, imitate it. <laughs> yeah. It is pretty unique. Yeah, the rest of them just say Pika Pika or Char. Yeah. Or Bulbas. <laughs> <laughs> Bulbasaur. Yeah. Oh, what's the one I'm really good at? Oh, oh, cookie cookie. <laughs> yeah. It's crabby. Crabby. All right, we're getting too in depth with, them with <laughs> Pokemon. Everyone's going to be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Watch the anime. Yeah, everybody go watch Pokemon. and, and... The, the, fir- the first season, and then maybe the second. <laughs> Then don't watch the rest. <laughs> Actually, go watch the Mario uh, real action li- uh, real life movie, and then as a palate cleanser, you can watch Pokemon. And then watch Pokemon the first movie. <laughs> this this is just recommendations with Mindy and Josh. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. I'm gonna end this on a pretty dark note. Oh, great. But it was the most interesting, although saddest story, and I'm surprised I hadn't heard of this before. But this was uh, a radio station contest called "Hold Your Wee for a Wee." What? Hold your wee, W-E-E, for a wee. I was trying to be clever. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about, like, a penis or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, like, wee as in pee. They should have just said hold your pee for a wee. <laughs> oh, hold your pee, oh. No, it is hold your wee, but you know some people say wee instead of pee, like, I gotta take a wee? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard I have to, like, take a whiz or... Or piss or, or a piss. pee. But not a wee. <laughs> yeah. I think mostly like British people say it. Go to take a wee. Or I go to the loo. That sounds... <laughs> Never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> people have heard of it. Anyways. This was a radio... This is why our episodes are so long. <laughs> um, in 2007, Sacramento radio station KDND sponsored a water drinking contest in which oh. the winner would win yeah. a Nintendo Wii. Have you heard yeah. of this? Um, yes, I have, and it's like, do you not know, like, you can drink too much water and mm-hmm. die? Yeah. The rule was that the person that drank the most water without using the restroom would win. Mm-hmm. This was in 2007, so should know by now. After drinking more than 1.5 gallons of water over three hours without urinating, a doctor testified she might as well have been drunk. She suffered uh, hyponatremia, or acute water intoxication. So you can get poisoned by drinking too much water. Yeah. Immediate medical care might have saved uh, her with an IV sodium drip to counteract the water. Um, Instead, she um, ended up, you know, obviously she stopped the contest. She finished second and won Justin Timberlake tickets. Well, I mean, (laughs) if she was still alive, it'd be a good prize. Not worth it, but... (laughs) So... She dropped out, she went home and collapsed and was found dead about six hours later. During the contest, she told the radio personalities that her head hurt. The DJs laughed about her condition, even saying that her abdomen made her look pregnant. So they were kind of making jokes like they didn't know and they were It's one of those asshole radio stations. Oh yeah, dude, like we have here. There's there's a typical morning shock jock radio station here, um, in San Antonio, where they just like they're just those guys who are like, hey guys, uh, welcome. We have a spank the girl Friday. <laughs> Sounds like Harry Carey. 
What was that uh, thing on Parks and Rec? It was like, oh, yeah. welcome to... Something in the douche? Yeah. In the douche. In the douche. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, like, the guys here don't make don't have the voice. Actually, no one really does the voice I just did. But they do the typical, like, you know, talk about deadbeat dads and sex and just, like... Prank, prank people. Pranking people. Yeah. And then all the calls they make seem to be fake. Anyways, they, they're probably one of these... Um, so these DJs were laughing, saying, like, can you even, like, get poison from water? I mean, our bodies are 98% water. Like, uh, they were saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you, did you not remember, like, eighth grade science? <laughs> yeah. Some even called in, like, a nurse called in, warning that the contest was dangerous. So they were getting calls about it, and they just kept going. Um, so, as a result, in 2009... A $16.5 million compensation was awarded to the husband following a wrongful death lawsuit. And 10 of the radio station employees were fired. Which is, yeah. <laughs> that seems like a lot for a radio station, so probably yeah. most of them. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, all of them, like, directly involved, I'm sure. Yeah. So they were saying that the jury was sending a message, like, companies yeah. never to do stuff like this again, because that, it's tragic, man. She had, yeah. like, three kids. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. Um, and just trying to, and when this was when the Wii, Wii was, yeah, yeah, for the original Wii, like when it was coming out, like, you know how huge that was, like, mm-hmm. um, sold out everywhere and stuff. So yeah, that was, uh, her name was Jennifer Strange and, uh, that was her story, her horrible video game related tragedy. That sucks. Yeah. I wanted to end with the proposal one, but <laughs> <laughs> that would have been. It probably would have been more beat, but <laughs> yeah. this one was just like more of a shocker, so I wanted to just leave it at the end. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'll just have Andrew switch him around. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, that about wraps it up. Yeah. You have anything else video game related you want to um, say? I'm just waiting for now for you to propose to me in video game form. <laughs> Good luck with that one. It would have to be Mario Maker. <laughs> at least it's something possible. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, another last thing. Honorable mention for my favorite, favorite video game when I was growing up was Bubble Bobble. Oh, yeah. Uh, guys, look that up. That was my childhood game. It has little dragons, you blow bubbles, and you kill enemies. And uh, That's basically it. <laughs> it, is, it is it, and it is enough. <laughs> and on that note, um, let's go ahead and have our classes here. Clink them real quick. Go grab a refill. Okay. Bye. Bye. I guess pixelated nipples are better than nothing, right? <laughs> <laughs>